0: So if you came here for the first time today, you picked a good day. Today will be a very sweet morning. I met this wonderful man through a friend, through my friend Davi. I met him a couple of years ago when he was here on tour. And he touched my heart then. And at the time, I thought, how did we miss this? He should have been at Unity. And then he sent out a note and said, I'm coming to Colorado. And I went, Yes, come here, please. And right after I sent my note back to him and said, Oh, you should come here, I got like six notes from other people who'd met him the last time who said, Did you know he's coming here? So um, there were a lot of us that were hoping we'd get to have time for you and time with you. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome Nemo Patel.
1: Hello everyone, Namaste. such a blessing to be here um, this morning, and we get our little munchkins here as well. We got a few of them they're just shining so much light and a few of our other little ones. Um, it's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to be in these type of spaces where uh, connecting at the heart, caring for one another, for each other, for the world, sending prayers. Um, for the benefit of all, is at the core of what we believe in here. So thank you for having me. I was going to start by sharing a song. Um, the song is called Planting Seeds. And, and um, you know, it was inspired by a friend of mine, Daniel Namad, who wrote this song originally in 2006 while he was spending some months in Moab National Park in Utah connecting to nature when I moved to India and started working with children um, in the underprivileged communities, I had this intention to serve and help them and almost with this mindset of fixing things as if things were broken. And I thought, to me, I would want to see and help these children. And what I realized, I thought I was just going to be there for a short time and then extended year after year and now I've been there for seven and a half years. I realized that can't really change things that's not what I'm here to do but I can plant seeds and through seeds things happen they change they may not change whatever but I have an intention to be of service or to help and that's what I can offer is my heart so it was a big lesson and that's when I heard Daniel's song at that time somebody had gifted me his album and I was like wow this message is what I really feel strong about that I can plant seeds that's what I can do I can't necessarily build fruits or create fruits, but I can plant seeds. And so this message came to me and started ringing more deeply, this idea that we are receiving so many fruits, all of us, you know. And when we look back, we can't necessarily understand the seeds who have planted the seeds of the trees, of the fruits that we have been eating our whole life. All different types of fruits, not just vegetable plant fruits, So this message comes more clear that, wow, if I'm receiving all this benefit in the world and all these blessings, then one thing I can do is plant seeds for others, and may they receive fruits from it. And I won't know. It's not mine to say that I planted them, but it's just this circle of life to receive and to give without expectation of anything in return. So that's this song. It's called Planting Seeds, and... If you all feel like joining along, I'm just going to share the words to the chorus so we can hear it once and then we can even maybe sing it together. And I'm going to use my hands to do a little action. So whatever grows will grow, whatever Whatever dies will die, whatever works will work. Whatever flies, will fly. whatever flies will fly, whatever fails will fail, fails will fail. What's, meant to soar will soar. what's meant to soar will soar, I am planting seeds, nothing more, I am planting seeds, nothing more, all right, let's do this, we'll do it, we need music now. Been a long time running, I never knew then, but I know I know now that the fruits they always come in, but you can't go around just knocking them down. It takes a long time to show in. We plant the seeds then, we look at them now. But the roots are always growing, no matter if I'm there or never around. to sing along if you like and move your hands two one whatever grows will grow whatever dies will die whatever works will work whatever flies will fly whatever fails will fail what's meant to soar will soar i am planting seeds nothing it's like your whole life you've been training for this moment when the time comes you just disown it Meaning you just surrender, don't control it Not interested in the clay pots and molding sitting next to your path trying to unfold it Or waiting for the fruits to fall down towards you Let it go and now you're flowing, feeling quite gorgeous You take steps away instead of towards it What a rush, feeling freedom with nothing to hold We've been taught that what you touch will always turn to gold But now we're learning, when we let it go it overflows With no credit to take no credit is owned The higher power working deeper when the seeds are sown. The seeds are true, they're seeds of gold, but the real gold is joy. When life starts to flow, when it does, you just smile, because now you know. I spent a long time running, I never knew knew then what I know I know now. That the fruits, they always come in, but you can't go around just knocking them down. It takes a long time to show in, we plant the seeds then we look at them now. But the roots are always growing, no matter if I'm there or never around. So we're gonna sing this three times together. Here we go. Three. Two. Whatever grows will grow. Whatever dies will die. Whatever works will work. Whatever flies will fly. Whatever fails will fail. What's meant to soar will soar. I am planting seeds. Whatever grows will grow. Whatever dies will die. Whatever works will work. Whatever flies will fly. Whatever fails will fail. What's meant to soar will soar. I am planting seeds. Whatever. Yep. Let it grow. Let it grow. If it dies, it dies. Come on. And when it works, it works. Woo. Let it
0: fly. Let it fly. If
1: it fails, it fails. Come on. Let it soar. We're planting seeds. Nothing more. this beautiful quote by a wonderful soul named Nelson Henderson. He says, the true meaning of life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. And this concept of constantly paying forward to those behind us all the blessings we've received without worrying about who's receiving it or how much is happening, just keep planting our small seeds of love. Thank you.
0: So everybody who comes into this room, we remodeled this room in 2015, and everybody who comes into this room almost without fail for the very first time says the same thing. Oh my gosh, it looks like Oprah up there. So today we're going to, I'm going to play Oprah and you will be my special guest. I've been wanting to do this for two years. So when I talked to Nemo and said, so how do you like to do this? He said, well, I just just come up there and ask me some questions. So that's easy. That's an easy thing. So, So when I read your bio... Um, it talks about where you were when you started this journey and that you were, you were uh, creating rap music and, and had an entertainment company. And I learned that earlier this morning that this was in New York. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of where you were and, and what moved you in this direction?
1: Um, I think in, in all of our lives, there's a lot of different shifts that constantly are happening. And then there's tipping points as well. Um, I think for me, I had started from high school with this vision that I wanted to be a CEO of a major media company. I went to business school. I went to Ivy league business school, um, then worked in New York for a few years and was there during nine 11, which was a big shift for me to see in front of me, these towers fall and these people passing and all this suffering and darkness. But it made me ask that question of what am I doing with my life? And so when I got the chance uh, about a year later, I left the corporate world and pursued my music career, um, which also led to some other creative opportunities, and eventually created a media company, Animation Studio. Um, But for me, this question kept nagging away of, really, what are you doing with your life? And I wasn't fulfilled with even the material success that I might have had. And that's what kind of scared me after a certain age to have achieved what I felt like was my dream in a way to have my own media company or to have a successful music group and to not be happy was scary. Because I always equated success with happiness. That if I reached a certain level of success, that's what... And it wasn't connected at all. And that made me really question, well, I think I need to start over again. So I think, you know there was that shift inside that started saying that you got to do something else.
0: So when you started over, it wasn't just like, oh, I think I'll cross-train into a new career. When you started over, it was pretty radical what you did. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I think for starting over, I really wanted to start over. And I didn't want to have any association with my past. So I, I have to be in a different environment. But I think the one thing that was key for me was understanding why I was starting over. And there's this one quote by Mahatma Gandhi that says, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself to the service of others. And that really meant something to me because I wanted to find myself. And I realized that I think through service, through helping others, I would eventually be able to get out of the, the old wiring Habit patterns of only doing things for myself. And I think that's what led me to moving where I'm at now, uh, where I've been for the last seven and a half years at the Gandhi Ashram. That's a community space that Mahatma Gandhi started in 1917, 100 years ago. And um, it's just been a journey of serving. Now, I didn't know I was going to be there for this long, I thought I'd be there for a year or so, just experiment with volunteerism and service. But now I think that's my life. So it's just a journey of where can I be of service in different ways um, that I find my heart, hands, and mind aligning and just constantly trying to be there for that.
0: And what is it exactly that you do at the ashram?
1: So I've been focused on, my passion lies with children and arts. Um, So I work with underprivileged children in our local slum communities uh, using arts as a tool to help them grow as human beings and to transform and to evolve, and that helps me as well. Um, So the beginning three years I committed to was creating a musical called Oneness that um, it took me some time to select children there, 16 children that we had selected, eight boys and eight girls over a period of a year. And then we went on this journey of oneness. And it was a process of not only creating this musical but practicing it in our daily lives. What does that mean? So, you know, we would do daily practice, choreography, dance, movement, stretching, exercise, But to me, the 45 minutes before that and the 45 minutes after that, for example, where we sat in prayer, we did circles of sharing, we would go out on the streets to do acts of kindness, we would do street cleaning, um, we would get together. If we saw an animal on the road or an insect that was dead, we would literally do a prayer ceremony for it. And those small things made it a pilgrimage for us to lead to this musical creation, but more important, the show that we were sharing on stage I wanted to make sure we were actually practicing it. So, so like that different experiments with arts and children and that's how I kind of stay at service over there when I'm working.
0: So, Mark, and I had a chance to go to India in 2009 and it was a very moving experience. I'm I you sound like a person who was born here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you're American and when you decided to go there and to do this work What impacted you about the difference between the cultures?
1: Growing up, we had always visited because my parents are from there originally. Mm -hmm. They had immigrated to America. Um, I didn't necessarily have positive memories as a child because you don't like the uncomfortable stuff, like the toilets and the dirtiness of the streets and uh, a lot of things that are kind of, you know, the food maybe as a kid. So growing, I would never have imagined that I would move there. But what happened is that whole thing shifted when I started shifting what I was living for, and now working in these slum communities, which is like literally the epitome of what I was fearing when I was young, um, started teaching me and shedding a lot of the things that were, the things that I thought bothered me, mm-hmm. and the things that I thought I needed. I realized I don't even need them anymore. Because before, when I moved there, I think I shared with you before that I gave away everything I owned. So now here, this experiment was going on of. Trying to understand my relationship with material goods, and at the same time, this new this country, the people were teaching me that the most important things are inside, and the joy, the love, the kindness, the, all these things were just natural day to day experiences. And I was like, "Wow, oh, I don't, I don't need all that as much as I thought I did." You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is definitely the experience we had in India. And if you ever get to go there, go. <laughs> because the people are, the heart of the people is is amazing. Mm. Really amazing. And we were moved very deeply by the children there. Um, because they have such a strong appreciation for everything that comes. Mm. In, at least the ones that we had the, the opportunity to interact with we're very grateful for education and very grateful for their teachers and for their parents and uh, it's a very different feeling than what we have here in America where kids have everything they need and don't have nearly as much gratitude Mm -hmm. for uh, for all of that I know that you've chosen to do this work um, specifically with kids all around the world and uh, I've seen some of the video work you do and that kind of thing can you talk a little bit about kids and why that matters to you
1: Yeah, like you were sharing in the beginning, I think children are our angels. To me, animals animals and children and trees. (laughs) I I feel like these are things that are constantly giving. And these are beings.
0: I have to to high-five you for this.
1: (laughs) But I I really feel there's such a purity. Like even when we were coming this morning and we were driving uh, along the Mesa Road here. And the deer, there were 10 deer. And they were just staring at us. And luckily, my brother has a hybrid car, so it was quiet. And it literally, like, in stealth mode, we were going by them, and they were just looking and, like, saying hello. And there was such a purity. With children, it's the same exact thing. They're so raw, so real, and they give you everything unfiltered. And to me, that's, um, that's very precious. That's one element to why I connect very deeply with children. And the second is... Um, they're the ones that are carrying the light and the torch. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we even see it, even in my work with children, it's almost like um, selfishly, I enjoy working with elementary school kids even more because they even have more open minds and hearts where they're willing to experiment and they're willing to go. And it's not to say that other children, I'm just saying that that purity at a younger age, whether you're talking about college, high school, or elementary, or even, you know, below that, is so powerful, and, and for those for any seeds for the world to plant, if we plant them in in our children, and nurture that and water that in the right way, then that is where the future of you know of what we have here on this planet is. So, it's really important to me, and, and they teach teach us so much.
0: I love that I love that you're doing the work with kids, and I also love that as you travel and do these tours, it's us old crusty adults you're working with. You know, like <laughs> you have. We're the, all kids. All of, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no a, adults in here. <laughs> that in a world that is challenging right now, really, um, probably in all of my lifetime, as challenging, if not more challenging, than it's ever been, mm-hmm. you're out amongst the people delivering a message based on compassion and hope and love and kindness. Does is that hard? How do you like? Sometimes for me, it's hard to keep the energy up around that because the world really wants to go in another direction. How do you stay energized around that message?
1: I think, um, seeing the, 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 so much around so much good around. And I think, um, that inspires me knowing that this is what we can do, um, there's a one saying that one of our mentors in India says, In I'll say it in Gujarati, and I'll translate it. It says, levanu bhao. So don't put the pressure of the world on you. Take the intention of what you feel and just work with that. Just be with that. And it's my ego that feels there's so much going on that I can't do anything about it or that mm-hmm. it's too much. But if I get to the purity of the space that I want to be at, it's that I can do this small amount. And I'm committed to that. And no matter what hits me, I would still like to try my best to offer this small piece of light that I can keep offering. And I believe in that. And I think um, I see so many our souls on this planet doing their small part, and that's so powerful.
0: That's an incredible message right there by itself. I think especially in today's world, we tend to feel driven toward uh, having to put our focus on everything that's happening. And sometimes when you realize if everybody just did their one little piece, it would all come together beautifully. Yeah. We could all just, just, we don't have to, none of us have to do it all. But this is an awesome piece, what you're doing here. And um, and I I don't know how you eat. <laughs> <laughs> smoothies. <laughs> D- uh, smoothies. <laughs> I don't know how you do it because because you're not, uh, there was you didn't charge us to come here. You don't put a charge out for the CDs that you gift into the world. You you move about the world in the way so many of us imagine that we wish we could. That we if we just didn't have to worry about money, we could just move out into the world and do our good work in the world and it would all work out. And you're this living example of that, Nemo, that you just move about the world and it happens for you. Can you... Talk about a little bit more about empty hands music and how that works and how you've developed that faith that the world will take care of what the needs are.
1: Yeah, it's been a process for me, Ariana. I think even when I left, like I said, I left my animation studio, closed my music group. Um, I experimented. I think it's been a series of experiments for me. And giving everything away was a big step for me. Learning what my relationship was with money. For three years in my life, from 2010 to 13, every expense I had, even if it was a rickshaw ride, which is like a taxi in India, which could be 10 rupees, which is like 5 cents, I would mark every day every single expense I had because, and this was for three years, and then every week I would aggregate it. I wanted to know what my relationship was with money and what was I spending money on. Where was it going? and Am I treating myself too much? Am I hurting myself by not doing it enough? After three years, I realized... I'm good. I really felt like I understood my relationship with what I need in my life. Not what I want, what I need. And once I felt that, it developed more faith in this process of, wow. Because I was living off my savings at that time when I was serving. I didn't want to take money from the organization that I was serving at. And then it just continued that this is the way I want to live. I just want to serve. And when music came back to me and I started this nonprofit called Empty Hands... I was sharing a story with you earlier that when I had to print the albums out, and the al- albums are quite expensive, and nowadays they're kind of going obsolete, but mm-hmm. um, especially if you want to... I wanted to put a 16-page booklet inside for all the lyrics. I wanted people to hear, read the words. So to print that out, it was quite expensive, and I remember talking with my dad when I, right before I was going on my first tour in 2014. He's like, how are you going to pay for that? How, what are you going to charge? And I said... Well, I'm not going to charge for it, Dad. He's like, are you crazy? Like, you don't got money to do that? And I swiped my credit card, and I said, it'll, I have faith it'll all work out. Now, I was a little scared inside as well, but I had faith that it would work out, you know? And as I started this process, and as it unfolded, and like all the shows, like you said, I, everyone would say, what's your performance fee? I said, there is none, you know? I would love to come to serve. And if you feel like supporting, you're more than welcome to. And that energy in and of itself, the space that I wanted to come from was that I could not charge for sharing a message of love or kindness. That's not my mine. I did not create that. It's ours. And so for me, it was really deeply rooted that there's no way I can charge for this, but I can offer it. And if the world supports it, then I can continue to offer it. If it doesn't, then that's also fine. That was part of the detachment I needed to work on as well. So Mm -hmm. it's been that journey of just wanting to offer and serve. And what I've realized and the blessings I've seen is that the world conspires. When you're coming from a pure space, the world conspires to support you. And a lot of times there are tests that test your purity of intention. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get the opportunity to grow and to keep looking at the purity of your intention. So it's been a blessing, and this is um, my life journey, and I've always been okay with if I go, I, I don't have any money to eat one day, I'll go get a job. I'm not afraid like, that I go back to, I'm, I just want, I don't want to be rigid in my thought processes. I just want to keep serving and let the world conspire.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you're doing some amazing work in the world, and you're on tour so this last question, and then we'll get some more music. So you are going where? You just got back from the Philippines, and you have a, a tour laid out in front of you. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, the tour has been magical. Every year it's quite unique and magical. Um, last few weeks in the Philippines, um, got to spend time with some amazing girls at a boarding school called Assumption College from kindergarten to, 12, to college, and we created a show called Heal Your World. And um, it was just amazing being on stage with these amazing, talented souls. But then what was awesome is for the two weeks I was there, we went to a lot of communities, from prison communities, high-security prison, medium-security prisons, to slum communities, children that are li- living in garbage dump areas, um, this one amazing boarding school that boards 3,000 of the poorest of the poor children all across the Philippines. Philippines has is 10,000 islands put together. Not all inhabitable, but these kids come from all the different islands and are served and offered this full education, full ride, without having to pay one cent for their uniform, for their food, for their transportation. So I just got to meet, and I was meeting these nuns, these sisters that were running this place, and again, just so humbled by the work that is going on around the world Mm -hmm. to serve, to give. And these sisters, these nuns have dedicated their life journey to helping these children who would not have an opportunity at all have such a beautiful blessed sacred space so like that it's just been really inspiring heading to florida next week um to some communities then to chicago and wisconsin for programs with just some schools elementary schools all elementary schools then heading to israel um working with the host there is organizing different events with Arab and Jew children as well as adult. Um, We're doing programs there to keep on cultivating that spirit of oneness. Um, And then in South Africa, which for me is a dear-hearted space because I stay in the Gandhi ashram where Mahatma Gandhi moved to when he moved from South Africa back to India. And where I'm going to be going now in South Africa is where Mahatma Gandhi used to live when he was there for 20-plus years. And his granddaughter is still there, so she's going to also be hosting us and giving me a chance to learn more about his heritage. But our goal is to keep planting seeds in the communities there of what we are all a part of here. Um, You know, the message is the same across the planet. And and there are a lot of love warriors like all of us here that are working towards the same goal, to be living and to be in the same way. And it's beautiful to see that consistency everywhere we go.
0: Well, we would love to hear some more of your message, so I'm going to depart my seat here and (laughs) turn it over. (laughs) 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 I'm going to leave it to you. Thank
1: you. We all, I mean, it's fun sharing stories, and what's amazing about the human race and us as a species is... All of us have such unique journeys and stories. All of us in this room, on this planet. Even our close friends and family, brothers and sisters, mom, we're all watch, walking such unique journeys. So I'm glad I can share small seeds from what my small journey. And I know all of us have such amazing, you know, challenging and beautiful and beautifully, mystically, magically amazing, you know, walks of life that we're all doing. So may we all keep you know, walking towards that light. Um, I wanted to share a song that means a lot to me because it's a very simple message. Song is called Being Kind. And to me, when I think of all the religions of the world, and I was to have to boil it down into one word, for me, compassion or kindness comes out as the final teaching. And to ourselves to others, to animals, to the planet. Um, and what I love about that, that the, the words, the practice, the message of kindness or compassion is that it doesn't require much. It doesn't require for us to go halfway across the planet to work with slum children to say I'm kind. No, it's like wherever I am, whoever I am with, whatever I do, whatever spaces I'm in, I can be a little more gentle. I could be a little more aware of just my environment and where it needs help. And I can be a little more compassionate to help bring a little more love and embracing acceptance, comfort to those around me, those beings around me. So this song is called Being Kind, and it shares this message, one small act and one small step at a time. That's how we change. There's a line towards the end of the song that says, grab a friend and give a hug. When you hear that, feel free to just get up and start. I was going to put grab a stranger and give a hug, but in hip hop and rap, you want to go by the syllables and "stranger" is two syllables. Friend is one, so I stuck with friend, but it's like grab a stranger and give a hug. my heart starts sinking and i'm thinking what's the reason why we holding back from being kind what's the disease but then i sense we are fine it'll all happen One small step when time. the world is full of violence and it needs a little kindness i just sit and pray in silence and god shows me the signs open my eyes realize we are fine one small Last night I'm walking home and the homeless man says hello with a smile to let me know that he's got a lot of hope. He says, Have faith, young man, we are fine. The world is kind. Small acts we do together, even though maybe alone, changes the world for the better so we can call it home. And this is life as we know when our hearts are aligned, the magic that unfolds. One small act at a time. Throw your
0: hearts up.
1: Let it fly high. Let your love for all the world spread it through the skies. Let it drop down. Let it all go. Spreading kindness through every single living soul. Can you see a love for me shining through? Because what you see in me, I can see in you. And soon enough, you and me will be out of time and kindness. We'll be all we can be. Yeah, feeling grateful today. Never thought this day would come where I would feel it and say each and every one of us have paved the way doing good. And now we're all just moving up. When I'm kind to you, you pay it forward. This is how we build trust. Never had faith, but now I'm seeing you eye to eye. I want to give you my life. Want to spread love before I die. Thank you, God, for finally letting me. Realize when I serve man, I'm really serving you in the skies, smiles everywhere, cause now everybody's got the bug, ain't no life without the love, if it is, it ain't no fun, what we gonna do, now just grab a friend and give a hug, spread it out real wide so everyone can be nice, throw your hearts up, let it fly, high. let your love all the world spread through the skies, let it drop down. Through every single living soul Can you see your love For me I can see in you And soon enough You and me will be out of time And kindness Will be all we can leave behind All we can leave behind Throw your hearts up Let it fly high Let your love for all the world Spread through the skies Let it drop down Let it all go Spreading kindness through every single living soul Can you see a love For me shining through Cause what you see in me I can see in you And soon enough you and me will be out of time And kindness will be all Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys, for sharing your warmth with one another like that, and for the hugs. Thank you for the hug. <laughs> um, it's been a blessing working with children. For me, I think they are my teachers. Um, I remember this this past year. I've started this new program called the Hearts Program. Bringing arts to all of our kids in all of our different slum communities, so we bring music, dance and and uh, visual arts so I'm facilitating the project, but I also am the music teacher right now and what just what happened to happen this year is that in all of our slum centers, I ended up getting all the mischievous kids in the music class, and all like the good kids are going to dance and they're all in the arts and I was just like the beginning of the year I was like man this is rough like none of them are listening none of them care they're just like and I was just like wow what an opportunity that they were like really there teaching me like they're asking me without even asking me what are you really here for you here because you love us or you're here trying to teach us something and I was like oh yeah no I'm here because I love you actually teaching is one part of that and So constantly I feel like children bring the best in us if we want to receive that from them in all ways. You know, they bless us so many times. They teach us so many times. And so, you know, when I think of this music album, the one that I recently wrote, and when I wrote it, I had never expected to write, actually. I had quit music in 2008, and I was happy just not doing it anymore. It was part of my life as a musician before I was moving on. But something itched after I worked with these 16 children creating this musical for three years. We were working together so closely. I think everything they had taught me wanted to come out in some way. And so I wrote this album uh, little by little. It just happened on its own. But I always like to say that they wrote it because it was really what they were sharing with me. Um, I wanted to share one last story with you before I share a last song because these children and these families I've been having a chance to be with people ask me like oh wait so when are you coming back to the states I'm like well I get the blessing to come back but right now you know that's my home as well and they're like you like it there like you want to keep living there and I, my soul is being fed and all the things that I don't have that I used to think I I think the only thing I miss really when I talk to my family is like my nephews and nieces and avocados. (laughs) Don't get any guacamole out there. Um, No, I mean, that's joking around, but my soul is being fed there, and I'm being taught every day, and I wanted to share a small story that was a big moment in my life, and this was in 2011, November 22nd. We had a beautiful show, that we had culminated to create. And we had worked for about two and a half years to create this show called Oneness. And um, on this journey to create the show, we were also just trying to practice what it meant to be at one with the world. Finally, when we created the show, we performed it. The first date was October 2nd on Gandhi's birthday, Mahatma Gandhi's birthday in 2011. And then November 22nd was the second show we had in the same city. And on that day, we always invite all the kids' parents to the show. We had the show. Vishal, one of my kids, his father didn't end up coming to the show. And that was very rare because he's like a big supporter of his kid. At the end of the show, I see that I got 15 missed calls from him, from his father. So it was midnight by the time we got out and everything, so I called him the next morning. And I said, you know, you know what happened? Papa, got your phone a lot of phone call missed calls. Um, and I know you didn't make it, so I'm assuming that's why you called. He's no, I was calling you because they demolished our homes. The government demolished the homes, uh, their slum homes, off the river riverbed, because the government was planning this whole riverfront project, creating a whole huge boardwalk. So all slum homes within 50 meters of of the riverbed um, were demolished, and they didn't really even give them any notice. That was the crazy thing. Um, and I forgot to share this in the last service, but. They eventually gave them relocation in a new apartment, which was there. So there's positives and negatives to it, you know. They actually had a kitchen and a bathroom toilet for the first time. All of my families have been going to the bathroom on the riverbed outside. I mean, it's just a horrible life experience if you ever have to do that, um, to to go in public constantly as your lifestyle. So to move and get relocated, excuse me to move and get relocated in this way they didn't know all this at that time so it was devastating at the, in those moments in those months and then eventually down the road during that moment when darkness had struck felt like there was no they didn't know what to do everything was chaotic that morning when i talked to him he's like this is what happened so i said i'll be there in 10 15 minutes and I picked up the kids from the ashram where we have our boarding school for our kids and four of my kids Had lost their home in that event. So we get there, it's wild and just chaotic. Everybody's on their rubble. And the home sizes of our slum community homes is literally one half to one-third of this stage. And all made out of plastic and metal and shabby material, some of it's rubble and stone. But so we get there and it's all leveled for the first time. It looks so weird because we have I've been there so many times. And the first thing that happens, and I was just so saddened by this. The first thing that happens when I get there, Vishal's mom hugs me. She's smiling in the midst of all this and says, Nimesh, sir, what do you want to drink? What can we get you to drink? Chai, coffee, or cold drinks? I remember these three exact words. Cold drinks means soda. And I was just hit really hard because I couldn't imagine these words be the first words that would be coming out of their mouth. And I still remember this, and I share this story constantly, because to me, these are my gurus of gratitude. These are my teachers. They keep teaching me. When they had nothing in their darkest moment of their life, the first thing they could think of is, what can we give this man? And it left me with this reminder that may I never complain again. And sure I have, but I think my complaining has gone down 90%. Truly. Um, And that's a huge gift that they have given me. And like this, I think we all have teachers, you know, around us situations that happens in our lives that become teachers for us. Dark moments, joyful moments, all are opportunities for us to receive and to learn and to grow from. So, you know, I feel like for for cultivating gratitude, this is a song I wanted to share, it's called Grateful. Um, I think it's so important that we keep cultivating that lens. And it's not to say that there's not challenges or darkness in the world, but it's to say, let's focus and highlight the beauty. And when we do that, it starts multiplying. And not only that for the outside world, but for our inner being to feel the blessings that we have. There's too many. There's so many. And to keep that lens on for, that, for those moments, those magic moments that are constantly happening in our day, including right now, the fact that we're breathing, that we can see most of us. We can feel that we might have a loved one next to us. So many blessings, it's it's important that we don't overlook. And the practice of gratitude is important for that reason because then it starts bringing those blessings in every day. Thanksgiving isn't November 24th anymore, it's every day, it's a practice. It's a chance for us to keep seeing the blessings, keep counting them, keep enjoying them. And in that joy, may we overflow to give back. And I think gratitude and kindness, gratitude and service, gratitude and love are circles. They're two sides of the same coin. When we cultivate that message in our hearts that there's too much to be grateful for, I'm not going to miss it while I'm here, and then say, What do I do with it? Oh, I give back when we let that flow then it's just we're 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 just flowing in this river of goodness even when we're in the dark like Vishal's mom so I want to share a last song it's called grateful uh I'm grateful to be here with you all with this family uh, glad my friend Smitha could join from Boulder um, and just really feel blessed that we have homes like this all across our planet and that we are a part of it. To know that we are all part of a movement, part of a feeling, a spirit, an intention that I promise you exists in every pocket of our planet. I've seen it wherever at least small chances that I've had around the world, wherever I go, that this energy is the most important thing that we can offer. And from this, when you guys leave Sunday service, we take these seeds and we do it in our small ways, we practice what we're what we're absorbing, and that's the big thing. We're practicing it. So, thank you so much for allowing us to be here today, and may we all continue to plant seeds of love and gratitude in our small ways. This song is called Grateful, and if you like to sing along, the words are very simple. Uh, I wrote this song with my brother Daniel Naimad. Again, um, we had done planting seeds and this one together, and we actually did this song as a gift to 13,000 participants across the world from 120 different countries that took part in a 21-day gratitude challenge. And we were inspired because they were trying to cultivate this important virtue. So we created this song, and then the video, there's a music video you can see online if you just type in grateful video or something on YouTube, um, that was created by just volunteers all across the world that wanted to contribute to it. And so... This is a song. It's called Grateful. It says All That I Am. You can repeat just so we can get it going, the little little flow here, and use your hands if you like. If you like getting up, loosening up. The all that I am. All that I am all that I see. All that, I see. All that, I've, been. All that I've been and all that I'll ever be and all that I'll ever be is a blessing. It's so, amazing. it's so amazing And I'm grateful for it all, and I'm grateful for it all. Thank you Alright, I wanted to ask If you want to bring the munchkins up It would be nice to have them with us in the song And my our two little ones here You guys want to come up here on stage? It will be really fun This song is called Grateful. You're my life, you're my breath. You're a smile, you're my guest. You're the earth, you're the sun, you're the grass. You are love, you're my hands. You're a bug, you're my eyes, you're a hug. You're the light in the dark. You're the spark, you are fun. You're my mom, you are water. You're the stars, you're my daughter. You're my friend to the end. You're my dreams, you're my father. You're the ants on the ground, the miracles that surround. Feeling it all around the hemisphere and the clouds. You're my pain, you're my sorrow. You're my hope for tomorrow. You're the strength when I'm hollow. You're the path that I follow. You're the blessings that exist, the small things that are bliss. The gift to realize. Everything is a gift. You're the lessons that I learn every time I turn around. You're the water when I'm burned. Every time I think I've found everything I'm looking for. You're the sign saying stop to take a bow. Keep moving forward. Start looking towards your heart. It'll open all the doors and only then you'll start to hear the world singing chorus with your mind and heart. Align and purpose. Everything all will feel gorgeous. Sit and pray, cause what I have is more than I deserve or could ever imagine. How do I give back to all of this magic and spread the love so everybody can have it? Doesn't matter if I'm rich or poor, if I got a family or if I'm all alone. Bad things happen, I can just complain and moan. Or there's a million things that I can be grateful for. So I lift up my hands now. So I lift up my hands. I open my heart, and my gratitude goes out to everything, near and far, all that I am, everything I am, everything I see, everything I hope, and everything I dream, everything I feel, and everything I be, I look deep down and feel all the blessings, everything I am, Everything I see, everything I hope, and everything I dream, everything I feel, and everything I be, I'm grateful for it all. It's amazing. Everything I am, everything I see, everything I hope, and everything I dream, everything I feel, and everything I be, I look deep down and feel all the blessings. Everything I am, everything I see, everything I hope, and everything I dream, everything I feel, and everything I be, I'm grateful for it all. that exists, the small things that are bliss the gift to realize everything is a gift thank you thank you
0: When we finish, and I hear, wow. <laughs> so I'll share with you guys. Some of you weren't here for the earlier service. Um, we have a bowl of hearts over here. And I asked Nemo to take some back with him. Um, and Sita's going to take some as well. Uh, these I, It's a good chance to remind you, because this bowl was inspired by an experience that I had with Nemo when he was, before, when he was here the last time. And he, um, he had these cool little hearts at his concert, and I got one, and that inspired me. But tell them about the hearts. Oh,
1: sure. Yeah, no, these hearts that um, Ariana's wearing and had a chance to pass out to a few people, but um, they're just hearts made by women in our slum community, so a lot of the mothers are the children that we work with, and they're just gifts that we love to Gift out. Um, the beauty, the uh, beauty behind it is that they started from a project originally that was just to help empower the women. And women in our slum communities live very harsh lives because, one of the Indian culture, a lot of times women are not um, given the respect I feel that they deserve. And on top of that, in the slum communities, men many times are drunk and treat them very poorly. So, this empowerment project was to give them an opportunity to create livelihood and to create something for themselves that they start feeling more confident. And they have a family outside of their core family that they can feel a part of. So they started creating home decor and clothing and a lot of beautiful things, but then there was a lot of scrap material left from a lot of that work. And then we were like thinking that we could do stuff where we gifted out. And it started off with smile, uh, little smile um, cloth pins, but then we started taking the scrap material, they started filling it with cotton, all handmade, and then we... We get it from them, and we gift it out to the world. So, yeah, it's really special. So
0: I was sharing with Nemo that after after I experienced that, I came back here, and some of you were here when we did this, and we uh, we created this blessing bowl, and so I don't know how many of you can see what's in here, but there are hearts. There are all different kinds of hearts in here. There are glass hearts, and there are paper hearts, and there are hearts with unity on them. There are all kinds of things. Um, But we have this practice here that you should know about if you don't, and maybe being reminded of it is good. And the practice is simple. If something wonderful happens in your life and you want to celebrate, you want to bring some of that love and that blessing here, then just bring a heart and put it in the bowl. And if you are struggling with something in your life, if there's something going on where it would help you to know that you have a community that loves you and people that are with you, then come up and take a heart and take it home with you and carry it in your pocket, put it someplace where you see it, keep it as long as you want, even if it's forever. Because the point is you are with us, part of us, one with us all the time, not just today. And so, so when I, when I go and I feel my heart, when I have this and the one that I got from you before, it's always a reminder that we're connected somehow to what's going on on the other side of the planet. And so we've asked Nemo and Sita to take some of these hearts back and share them over there so that people over there can know they're connected to our heart. So thank, thank you for doing that for us. So yeah, thank you. And thank you so much for being here and sharing your gift and your talent and your it's love. It's a blessing. And it is a blessing.
1: Family, Um, there's an email list if you want to stay connected to Empty Hand Music. Everything we offer is a is in a gift space, Um, so feel free to stay connected. We're releasing a new music video out this week called "Ode to Women" for Mother's Day. Ooh!
0: um,
1: That we filmed uh, a few like four months ago in India, Um, and we released a video called "Graduation" just last week. So if you're on the email list, you'll receive. and there's a beautiful colorful
0: box as well that someone made if you want to support nemo's work then please feel free to do that you can absolutely do that nemo thank you again thank you so much for being here and sita thank you as well for bringing your sweetheart here and your energy it's very nice to have you Join us, and you're in the neighborhood, so you just know anytime you're in Colorado Springs, you have home. You just come on back. I have just a couple of announcements for you. Uh, um, Two prayer requests that I want to say now rather than later just to make sure we really put some concentration on them. Uh, Anne Grant Martin is having back surgery tomorrow morning and uh, would appreciate the prayers of this community as she goes through that if you don't know Ann, you'll know her partner Carla um, so if you will keep Anne in your prayers and see her recovering beautifully and well and of course Jeanette Skokin is uh, in the hospital in Denver and she has um, she had a stroke this week some of you may not know that um, the, the sisters are here, Elizabeth. I'm I'm hearing from your messages that she's doing okay and they are going to let her go forward with her back surgery as well. There are a few more tests to finally confirm that. Okay. I was not quite clear when I typed that message out. Mm-hmm. But, um there are a couple more tests, but I really believe that she's moving forward extra for a surgery. Great. So, if we could hold some extra energy for Jeanette and for the sisters, because this has been this has been the last few months, really, not just just this last few weeks, but the last few months, really a tough time for them. So, if we could hold them, would you all be willing to do that, hold them in, in your prayers as they go through this? Okay, great. Um, If you were planning on coming to Roger's class on Saturday the 13th, he's uh, doing a class on Job. He is going to change the date something has come up for him and he won't be able to do that class. So just know that 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 change has happened and we'll get you a date as soon as we've got one. We have a class on the paranormal, Paranormal 101, next Sunday. Um, It looks like it's gonna be an interesting class. It'll be from two to four here in the sanctuary. So you can come for that. And of course, this Thursday is our women's potluck. So um, we hope that you'll join us. The potluck is at 6 o'clock. Come for dinner. Bring a gift. Bring something to share. If you're coming straight from work and you don't have time to cook or grab something, come anyway. We always make enough. Something about women, food multiplies. (laughs) Nobody goes hungry here. So if you've never been... Please come. We'd love to meet you and get to know you better. If you have been before, we'll be glad to see you again. Uh, we're going to be talking about turning lead to gold and the transformations that go on uh, kind of alchemically in our life. So we'd love to see you for that this week. And we're going to go into our time of giving.